So the current soul doesn't necessarily like leave or maybe a part of it leaves, but it's more like a newer part of you is being integrated. Welcome to the Wild and Creative Podcast. This is your host, Sarah Marie Thompson from wildandcreative.com. I'm a creative lifestyle expert and soul guide, and I am so excited that you are here because we are going to be diving into fun, creative, magical topics on every single episode. I would love it if you could help me rank higher on the iTunes podcast menu. So all you have to do to help me out is subscribe to this podcast. Let's get into this episode. I am here with Neha Jha, and she is an intuitive life coach, energetic strategist, and astrologer. She is fun, quirky, and is going to give us so much information. I am so glad to have her here, and you guys should get really excited. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. So let's talk about astrology first, because I feel like that is something that you just talk so openly and freely about, and you understand it, where so many people can, like, look at astrology or, or you know, read a book about it, and they're like, I don't even know where to start. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> For sure. There's so many, astrology is really dynamic, and there's so many moving pieces, and I feel like it's, um, I, like, I feel like it's one of my gifts to kind of take these, like, complicated um, topics and like boil them down into really understandable tidbits and I feel like um, astrology is really fun because it's so dynamic so it's like you never stop learning so if you get into it and if you're just like a lifelong student it's like that is an ideal subject for you so uh, okay a lot of people probably aren't going to be studying astrology their whole life mm -hmm. right I feel like I feel like I, I meet people that are really into astrology it's like one out of a hundred, right? But everybody's mm -hmm. kind of interested. Like people are interested in mm -hmm. knowing about their signs and or what's going on in their life and that kind of thing. Um, do you find that? Well, I'm, I pr probably know the answer, but do you find that a lot of it is actually accurate? Like, do you find that it rolls out very accurate? It does when you kind of dig deeper than the surface. So it's like maybe your horoscopes and Cosmo won't be accurate because they're written for, like, the general population, right? But if you work with, like, an astrologer or if you dig deep on your own, then you'll find things that are like, oh, my gosh, that is so me. Or, like, oh, my God, that makes so much sense why I've been experiencing this. And oftentimes it can give voice to parts of ourselves or experiences that we haven't been able to, like, exactly hone in on what was that you know I love it so good okay so fun so I would like to know like what, what kind of things have you learned about yourself like over this journey yeah so <laughs> astrology has been one of those things that's followed me around my whole life it's so funny that uh, and I resisted it until I was a little until I hit rock bottom so when I started learning astrology what it taught me about myself was that a big part of me is like I learn a lot about myself through relationships and that's like a big part of my purpose I have like so Libra is like the relationship sign so that's my rising and it's also my north node which is my destiny so it's like a lot of what I'm doing in this lifetime is learning about myself through other people and kind of like bringing peace to myself because there's a lot there was a lot of tension in me and a lot of like fire that didn't know where exactly to go right so 
I'm now knowing like, okay, now I have to, instead of channeling this fire into like destroying things or self-sabotage or like all these other things to channel it into creation and to bringing light to things that um, I love. So I find that people like feel, so many people feel like they're so lost, right? Like mm-hmm. they've got a lot of things they're interested in, but they don't know what to work on. Um, maybe they're not even at that point where they don't even know like what they're interested in, right? If someone yeah. comes to you and they're like at that point, what's the starting point that you start working on, start working with them at? So I'd pull up their chart and I'd like, I'd start a conversation. So my readings with me are like, it's a conversation where I'm looking at your chart and I'm like guiding you through the journey so it, it if someone's like I don't even know what I'm interested in like well, I don't even know what I meant to do I just like look at their their main three things I look at are the sun moon and rising right and and those are kind of like your big three for astrology and another thing is like I talk to people because someone can be the same sign or someone could even be the same sun moon and rising but their unique experiences have shaped them differently so I would basically like talk about what makes this person happy, right? So why does everyone know their sun sign? Because sun is all about being the light. So everyone is here to be a light in one way or another. And it's about digging deep and finding what brings you light so that you can shine it, you know? And so also the sun sign is going to be like your common um, astrology sign that you see everywhere, mm-hmm. right? That's one of yeah, the it is. magazines, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. And then what is the moon all about? The moon, the moon. The moon it is about your inner self. It's kind of like your emotional nature. And it's also, it's like your relationship with your mother. It's kind of like how you perceived your mother when you were young. And that's going to be seen through your moon. And it's going to also, it's going to be your emotional nature, how you feel like when you're alone. And it's going to really impact how you, how you create interesting okay mm-hmm. I think I know what mine are but like I'm just like I'm listening to you and I'm like thinking like this is okay this is weird and crazy so tell us about the rising what the heck is the rising part so the rising is the sign that was on the eastern horizon when you were born right so the sun rises on the eastern horizon so that's where we look at and that is kind of like the I would say the first thing that you learned when you were born the very first thing, this is like you just had to cultivate it the moment you were born and then your son found its way in your chart. So this is kind of like your first impression of the world, how other people perceive you. And it's also kind of like if you're in a new situation, how you would uh, approach things. Cool. Okay. So what mm-hmm. are you? Tell us what you are. So I'm a Leo sun, a Libra rising and a Scorpio moon. That sounds like a fun mix (laughs) it sure is it sure is very relational I think that I think I've heard this many many times so I know that I'm a Scorpio so I know that I'm Mm -hmm. a Sun Scorpio moon and Sagittarius Virgo rising Mm, that's a super focused and ambitious combination because this feels ambitious mm -hmm. Very ambitious. The Virgo is like, I need everything to be perfect. Your Sagittarius moon is like, okay, on to the next. What are my new adventures? And your Scorpio, like the Scorpio plus that Virgo brings like this intensity and tenacity and focus to the, because the, Virgo is a mutable sign. So it can kind of be like all over the place. And the Sagittarius is like everywhere. I want to go. Yay. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Scorpio is definitely deep and dark and moody. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily dark, but like, very moody, very emotional, um, mm-hmm. the roller coaster of Scorpio, like for real, for me, for sure. Yeah. 
Okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for sharing that. Um, sure. So if people want to know more about, you know, these three things of themselves, right, and probably mm -hmm. they can find it out somehow by putting in their putting in their birth date or something like that and the time into some kind of like birth chart or something like that. Yeah. Find out what they are. Um, what would be the first step if someone's kind of like, okay, this is what I want to look at. Like, how can we kind of guide them to, to the next step of learning about these things? Yeah. So my favorite resource and um, website to draw up birth charts is astro.com. That's my go-to. Um, it has some like basic free readings, like just so if you're learning, that's a great resource. And then you can drop like professional charts on there. So that's, it's all, and that's all free. Um, if you're like learning about yourself through astrology, I think the first step would be to take it easy because there's a lot of different things you could look at and kind of follow where your intuition leads you, right? Like even though say aspects is something more advanced, if you're like new and you're like, my son is square Saturn, I don't know what that means, but I want to look into it, right? Follow your curiosity and follow your intuition because that will guide you to the magic nuggets that are lying in your chart. I know that we had kind of talked just before we were kind of hopping on here and I asked you about kind of like the sun sign, right? It was like, you know, mm -hmm. you know, everybody kind of sees that magazine and they kind of check it out and they like, it's very general, right? But yeah. can you kind of give us a little bit of just a snippet of like a personality trait that you find is pretty real like for everybody's sun sign oh yeah for sure okay so in aries i'm just gonna go in order of the sun sure. oh a tip about horoscopes if you're gonna like your horoscopes look at your rising sign and your sun sign because your rising is going to be more aligned with the horoscopes anyways okay so sign by sign in aries Aries people, they, they're very self-interested and they're supposed to be. What they're going to, what's like a secret thing about Aries is they, um, they're going to learn a lot through relationships, but what their, their big soul lesson is they're supposed to be self-interested instead of selfish. Cause that's like their negative trait. But, um, and that it's okay to be self-interested. Like I, whenever I see an Aries, I'm like, I want to give you permission to like do whatever you want. I know a few areas like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Next is Taurus. My funny joke is Taurus is like soft pillows, nice blankets, and wine. Um, but on the real, so Taurus, I would say they get their value through what they do. And it's, it's Taurus is all about self-worth. It's like they get their value from what they have and what they do. So if you're a Taurus, um, and you're looking to, and they can often be insecure because of the nature of the sign. I would say a Taurus needs, they have the inner strength. And if tapping into that inner strength is where the magic lies for them. Would you also say that I've kind of grown up thinking that Tauruses are really stubborn? Is that accurate? <laughs> They're the most stubborn sign, like the most stubborn. Okay. That is right. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Gemini. Oh, gosh. Geminis are so funny. They're like the most hated sign, but it's I love Geminis. Um, They're the ones you love to hate and hate to love. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so Geminis, the f one thing about them is that they're really curious people, and 
they they have they're the kind of people that can hold multiple things true at once they just don't know how to put it together so it's like that's why i think people hate gemini's because they can be so nice to you and so like their secret qualities that they're kind. I always find them to be really kind people and then they can turn around and do something else. It's just cause they have so much going on inside of them. Um, yeah, that's, Makes that's sense. Gemini's. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. I know a few Gemini's too. And I feel like that is very accurate. <laughs> yeah. Um, keep up with the Gemini <laughs> or try to. So cancers, I would say cancers are the mama bears, especially in women. I notice like they can be, even if they're not mothers, they're so protective. They're so, they're like the mom friend. They always have everything you need in their bag. Um, they are really nurturing and sometimes it can be a lot and they can, they're really, they make people cry, but also be careful like, if you try to get something from a cancer, don't make them cry or else you won't get Like, that's game over. Don't okay. make them cry. That is so funny that you're saying that because I only know one cancer friend, and she is exactly like what you have. <laughs> she doesn't like confrontation because she mm -hmm. doesn't want to cry. She doesn't want to make other people cry. She doesn't want to make other people feel bad. It is so funny. Like, that is her to a T. I love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That is her so weak, weakness and strength. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our greatest weaknesses tend to be our strengths as well. It's so funny how they're aligned. So Leo. So I'm a Leo. I would say Leos can come off self-centered or selfish. But I, and I acknowledge, like, it's funny in my chart when people call me selfish, I'm like, but I'm not. But it's funny because it's funny how perception can change things. But I'd say the thing about Leos that are um, really strong is that they're really big hearted, generally. If they love you, if they let you into your inner circle, I would say they're self-centered more than selfish. It's like, it's like the sun is the center of the, the solar system, right? So it's like they, if, but also if you come into their inner circle, they will treat you like your whole world revolves around them. Or they will treat you like they, their world revolves around you. Big hearted yeah. Leos. Okay. I think everybody mm -hmm. knows some Leos. I feel like it's funny, right? Cause I feel like I don't even know a lot of counselors at all. I know a couple Aries. I feel like I know, I feel like I'm a Scorpio. I feel like I attract only Scorpios into my life. Like that's <laughs> crazy thing so it's like all of us being like really moody and like emotional mm -hmm. right so all of you together it's so funny so virgos i would say virgos they cultivate their idea uh their identity through what they do and of being of service i always joke around like if a virgo you know if you have a virgo in their in your life if they clean your stuff, if they try to fix things for you, it's not because they love you. It's because of who they are. That's just like how they are by nature. They're always trying to fix things, trying to do things, trying to serve um, and, and bring things to order. A, a Virgo tends to hate chaos, even though their lives tend to be chaotic. Mm -hmm. But um, it's funny, like what we are, what we, we don't like, we tend to like be in our life. Like, um, like Libra is balanced, so they be in balance. So Virgo is order, and oftentimes their lives are chaotic, and their role is to try to bring order to everything. So I married a Virgo, and as I can see, like from the Scorpio standpoint of it, it's like 
many, like, I love him dearly, but, like, many little things that he does, like, really bother me, because I'm, like, the exact opposite. <laughs> For example, like, if I'm going to, like, go in, like, to a store really quick, I'll just be like, just, like, park right in front, I'll be like, I'm only two minutes, like, hot. when he's like, no, we need to drive to the very back of the, of the parking lot, and, like, park here, like, and I'm just like, gah! And he's so proper, that's so funny. <laughs> so, there's so many things like that, so I've kind of grown to know, and I don't know if this is even accurate, but, like, the Virgo is very much, like, not taking risks very much like I'm all like let's buy islands and he'll he's all like no we're not doing that <laughs> like the, like the <laughs> Virgos can be very practical and pragmatic I've seen some Virgos be risk takers I've seen a lot of like leader women actually be Virgos which is very interesting to me um Amanda Francis Beyonce um there's a no, few others I would not have taken Beyonce as a Virgo. Not oh yeah, she's a Virgo. And I she has a North Node in Leo, so that's why she has this queen persona and everything. But it's like I always I'm like whenever people feel bad about being Virgos, because I feel like Virgo is like, oh, you're here to be of service. You're the virgin. You're boring, right? But I'm like, Beyonce is a Virgo because a Leo couldn't be Beyonce because Beyonce is such a perfectionist and like she obsessively watches her performance and like tweaks it to be better like that is so Virgo I hear you Leo's like I did great I'm the best bow down bitches <laughs> <laughs> love it so good okay I know I feel like Virgos get like a little bit of a bad rap it's like mm -hmm. it, I feel like what I thought Virgo was and then I hear other things that Virgo is and then I'm like what in the hell is Virgo like that's how I feel about it they're a mutable sign, so they're hard to, like, grasp entirely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next up is Libra. So they're – if you're a Libra sun – so Libra is opposite Aries. Right now we're getting to the second half where we have oppositions now. So Aries is self-interested. And though everyone is self-interested by the nature of being human, Libra – gets their identity through other people, right? They get their identity, They, but what do I do for other people? Who are the people in my life? Like, they try and be selfless. Something I've seen in confrontation, and one of my favorite astrologers, Alyssa Sharp, um, stated this, like, in an argument and confrontation, Arieses get big. They expand. They're like, let me show you how big and strong I am. But Libra gets small. They're like, mm, let me show you how small I am. And uh, that's coming out just because I'm a, I have a lot of Libra energy in my chart and it's something I've been reflecting on, but it's like Libras like to keep the peace. They're kind of like cancers and like that they don't really like confrontation and anything, but they like intellectual debate. It's very interesting. Like they like to push people's buttons, play devil's advocate and kind of play around like that, but they don't like to like piss people off. They just kind of provoke people slowly. It's like slowly stir the pot. It's like mm -hmm. always stir the pot. <laughs> yeah, lawyer, Libra rules law. So it's like that lawyer energy. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Scorpios, Scorpios. Ooh, all right. Scorpios are very, I'd say they're not afraid of the depths. Very few Scorpios I know are like afraid of their depths. Um, and they're, they're, they'll talk about the things that need to be talked about that other people won't. They will explore the darkness, and they they can be really hot and cold. They can be all or nothing, kind of like feast or famine. Mm -hmm. They can be like, because, okay, so it's fixed water, right? 
So fixed water is ice. They're ice cubes. So they can be ice cold and at the same time be deeply feeling on the inside. And just like ice, like a glacier, right? What you see on top isn't even half of it, right? So there's so much going on underneath the surface. They're really dynamic people. And just don't lie to a Scorpio, man. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, they can sting too, right? Like, fun, they can sting. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like an Aries might punch you if you piss them off. A Scorpio will plot. Like, you know what I mean? They will. Woo! <laughs> I love that. That's so funny and so true. <laughs> just about Aries, right? Because it's just like, it's just, it is what it is. And yeah. <laughs> Got it. Okay, cool. Scorpio. Yes. Scorpio, I think, is like one of the coolest signs. So we'll just. They're ask. really cool. I agree. Um, Sagittarius. Sagittarius is a seeker. Sagittarius wants the freaking truth. Sagittarius and Scorpio, both of them, I'd say. Um, Scorpio is more like the process to get the truth, and then Sagittarius is like the moment where you're like, ah! it's going on adventures. It is expanding beyond boundaries. I'd say a thing I notice in very Sagittarian people is that they can often be grass is greener type people. They'll get somewhere and then automatically they'll try to run away um, or like try to go somewhere else. Like Jay-Z literally wrote the song on to the next, like it's, and he's a Sagittarius. So I feel like that's their very, that's their energy. It's like, they're always trying to conquer something, trying to win. And if you notice like Sagittarius just win a lot of awards, like Britney Spears, Nicki Minaj, like Taylor Swift, like a lot of these, like Sagittarius is a sign of fame. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of these very famous people because they're ruled by Jupiter. So their influence is expanded. And also, like, if we're going to go into elements, like, Sagittarius is fire, right? Mm -hmm. so, fire. Like, the way I kind of see a Sagittarius is someone that always wants to have, like, 500 friends, like, the host mm -hmm. of the party, like, the one that's, like, the party that, to the last person leaves, like, is dancing. Yeah. Like, tension, tension. No one parties like them. Yeah, and, like, I, I remember kind of, like, reading about different celebrities that were actually um, fire signs, and it was people like Mick Jagger, um, Elton John, like, people you're like, of course, like, that's me. Yeah. Right. But um, so I'm interested. I'm hearing what you're saying here. And I am a Sagittarius. What did we say? Sagittarius, a moon in Sagittarius. So I feel like I have like a little bit of that essence. It's not fully, but there is mm -hmm. no part of me that's like, you know, create something massive. Okay, let's do something else now. Like that kind of. Mm -hmm. energy. So I totally resonate with that. Nice. Okay, the sign after that is Capricorn. So I think it's funny that this optimistic Sagittarius is stuck between the two most intense signs, Scorpio and then Capricorn. So Capricorn, if Sagittarius is the optimist, Capricorn is the pessimist. Um, but it's not always like this. I think Capricorn is all about building your legacy. So Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. So P I believe people choose their birth charts when they come into their life or they choose at least their energy. I don't know if they're sitting up there like Saturn, in, you know, but um, Capricorns are ruled by Saturn. And so one, look at Saturn to kind of see what your lessons are. But two, you came into this life choosing to struggle a little bit. You wanted that hardship so you could build up because Sag Capricorn is the mountain goat. It's actually like the sea mountain goat, if you want to go deep into it. So it climbs from the bottom of the sea up the mountain. So I'd say a lot of Capricorns I know are late bloomers. And sometimes they get really bogged down by that because they're like, I just want to accomplish my thing already. Like I want to be arrived. Like, I want to be there. I want that influence, that power. And what the Capricorn's lesson is, is their power 
ripens like old wine. They are already powerful and they can bring that out. And over time, they're just going to accumulate more and more knowledge and more and more experience to be a really strong leader. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you said Capricorn is like the pessimist because I only really know one Capricorn. Mm-hmm. And he is very pessimistic. And but, but I get the whole idea of the legacy part. It's like... Mm-hmm. I, it, you know if I can like kind of feel into him it's like he feels so deeply about certain injustices of the world that then he can kind of get wrapped up in them but that's not what he wants for the world right mm-hmm. would you also say that um Capricorn's self-sabotage like that's not the right word but um self-afflicted pain like for some reason like that kind of like came up for me where it's like they want these amazing things they have everything they need to achieve them but still they're kind of you know kicking themselves like all the time like as they go along would that be accurate I would say Scorpio and Capricorn, they can be the most kind of like almost self-sadistic a little bit, kind of like putting themselves through extra hardship. And it's like, okay, bro, you don't, let it be easy. Let it be easy. And they're like, no, you know, it's kind of that wanting to earn it. Mm-hmm. It's that's, that's, that's the thing. Capricorn's all about earning it. Um, and something that I'm learning and I'm exploring now is like, well, we are love, so how do we earn love if you are love? And I think that's, like, a big Capricorn lesson. Yeah, which would kind of the answer would be to be more love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> Where the Capricorn might not fully understand that, right? Like, mm-hmm. not be able to fully, like, step into that power because there's, like, that little pessimistic, like... Yeah. Got it. Okay, that's that makes sense. I, I, I like that. Okay. <laughs> So next up <laughs> is Aquarius. Aquariuses are like the rebels of the zodiac. So um, in traditional astrology, Saturn rules two signs, Capricorn and then Aquarius. And then Uranus was discovered in the late 1700s, and then they associated Uranus with Aquarius. And so the best way to understand it is if Capricorn is the system, Aquarius is the system with a revolution. So it's like, I, this is kind of, this is kind of like in depth, but to explain Aquarius energy really well, Aquarius is a humanitarian. It's an air sign, even though it's has aqua, but they are, they're the water bearer. They bring the resources to other people. And a way to understand this is like, you notice like this pattern in history where it's like, there's a group of people, group of people grow. There's a leader, there's a system. And then there's a group of people in the system that's isolated from everyone else and then these group of people rebel right Mm -hmm. and then they go make their own smaller group of people then they grow and then there's another revolution another little outcast group makes their own little country or whatever and then evolves and that's literally the pattern of history that capricorn aquarius relationship kind of explains it all so aquarius craves systems but they rebel against it they're all about they're kind of like the scientists um their their mind is seeking to understand but it's a fixed sign so sometimes it's like in science where it's like this is the truth and this is the only truth mm, right it's kind of like well aquarius expand your mind and then they have a breakdown and then they have a breakthrough aquarius is the sign of having breakdowns and breakthroughs and they can be really detached and objective but also um big part of i think aquarius's lesson is to share love with those closest to them i feel like aquarius is like described like game of thrones slash the walking dead slash like, <laughs> like, like i feel like that's like aquarius vibe like on all of them yeah 
Oh, yeah. Game of Thrones is like Aquarius Scorpio vibes. Like, death and weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so many people can relate. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the last sign is the wisest mystical sign of Pisces. So, Pisces is all about the mystery of life. So, Aquarius is trying to explain everything, while Pisces is like, this is this can't be spoken into words. It's the last water sign, right? We end with a water sign because there's this eternal mystery of life. No matter how much we understand, we don't know it all. We can feel it all, though, right? It's like it's that kind of energy. And um, Pisces is like the ocean, right? So it's like in yeah, Pisces would be the ocean if we if we talk like what kind of water it would be. And it's that roomy quote of like. You are not the drop of the o- drop in the ocean. You are the ocean. The- you are the whole ocean in one drop. Something like that, right? That's that Pisces energy. How it's like everyone is their own individual, and we're just kind of like in this ocean of life, right? Like seventy percent of this earth is ocean, mm-hmm. and so we're just kind of flowing with the ocean of life. So I feel like Pisces people—they're very go with the flow. They're the opposite of Virgo, and so Pisces rules chaos. So they can be kind of okay in chaos without trying to control everything unless they have strong Virgo placements, and they are they are the people who just know things. They're so intuitive. Like if a Pisces comes up and just like says something to you, you're like, well, you know, my mom is a Pisces, and the amount of like random intuitive things that will happen with her, I'm like, damn, I should have listened, right? Like it's so funny. Okay, this is so fun because, like, I feel like everybody knows some kind of sign, right? Like, in their mm-hmm. life, and they probably are like, that makes sense. Like, that literally. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's the, okay, so when we're looking at the whole big picture of things, you know, you have a yeah. sign, and then it says, you know, an element that's attached, and then it says, you know, like a planet that's attached. Like, what are all these extra little bits? Like, how can you kind of, like, just. Yeah. Start? Okay, so first thing is you have every single sign in your chart. So all the signs I just described, they're somewhere in your energy. And the way to kind of, if you look at your chart, the way to look at it, I think I wrote this down. Oh, right, whatever, my computer's not working. But it is, the planet is the who, the sign is the what, and the house is the where. That's kind of the basics of it. The aspects might go deeper in between the relationships of the signs, right? So it's like your sun is square Saturn, like Oprah has this. So it's like she experienced so much hardship, Saturn. Square, square is tension, right? So there's this always this pressure in her, on her sun, on her identity. And all this hardship that she experienced built up her identity to where now she is, you know one of the most successful, recognizable people in the world, right? So the aspects is how do the planets communicate to each other? The signs are what is it? What it like my son's in Leo? Okay, what is it? My son wants to express itself and shine. Who? The sun, my actual identity. And where is it in my ninth house? I just want to seek truth. I want to seek adventure. I just want to I want to get my intellectual ideas out there, right? So it's the who, what, where, and then the communication. And then other extras. Um, what other things are there in the chart? And then that's, that's interesting. So when people are kind of like diving in by themselves, they're like, I'm going to figure out some things about my chart and all that. Like, that's really good info that you just shared. So, I mean, I guess I would 
say from what you are telling us is that like when you start diving in, like just kind of start like picking up little facts as you go along, right? Like you don't yeah. have a massive picture at the beginning, right? Be like, okay, like sun or um, uh, my house, like what's my house, right? Like that kind of thing. Or like, you know, on what planet um, am mm -hmm. I that kind of thing, right? And just kind of, like, feel it out, like, little bits and pieces about, like, these Yeah. Things. It kind of put the big picture together, right? And then you'll be able to grow and expand, like, from there. For sure. Yeah, I would say that, like, that that feels, like, doable. <laughs> because yeah. when we think about, like, astrology, it's kind of like, oh, my God. It's like numerology, right? It's like, I've kind of dived into that, too, but it's like, I will never know, like, all of the numerology <laughs> stuff. I'll never know all of the astrology, right? Like, but, again, I find that more like the spiritual, the modern spiritualist these days, right, usually is interested in all of the things, like all of the metaphysical fun mm -hmm. facts, things, right, numerology, whether it be astrology, um, whether it be different healing modalities, whatever, like we're very much like open to learning kind of about everything, at least dipping our, yeah. feet, dipping our toes into everything, right? So what are some of the other things that you're very much interested in? Me, I've been really interested in human design. So it's kind of like astrology, but it blends like the chakras and I Ching. And oh my God, it's, I feel like astrology tells you like that, the story, right? And then human design lets you know your strategy. And I think the two of them together are like, ooh, so powerful. I've also been super into um, like really quantum teachings, like, um I, I, yeah have you heard of Miriam Hasnea yes I have yeah so I'm in her new earth mystery school and like the the concepts that she teaches are very quantum and they're very mind how does <laughs> yes mind-blowing like how does our soul actually work so we have a higher self we have an over soul how does it connect to source like all of those kind of things and also like really practical quantum healing things like the quantum two point um, and getting into the metaphysics, like the sciencey parts of the metaphysics. So, do you know her theory on like the soul? Then, what you were talking about there before? You have. Oh yeah. Okay. So, because this because this is a question that I actually brought. I always bring this up to like different mediums and that kind of thing because mm -hmm. I always find like there's so many bits and pieces, and I'm not sure if we'll ever really figure this out. But I feel like obviously, you know when we are in a physical form, yes, we have a soul attached to us, right? But the question that I have is, like, say somebody has, like, an accident or something and they're on life support, is that soul actually, like, still attached or are they kind of wavering above? Like, because you can also get a walk-in, right? Which is, like, you know, mm -hmm. maybe you passed away and then somehow you were brought back to life and a walk-in soul, a new one, is like, hey, I'm here, let's party kind of thing, right? So yeah. can you explain that to us? I know we're totally shifting gears, but, like, I always find that so interesting. So this is interesting because I have kind of had a near-death experience where I feel like that kind of started my spiritual awakening. Um, Miriam spoke about hers. And so what, what it is is that you have your higher self, right? And your higher self, there's multiple aspects of you. So what happens in a walk-in specifically is that another aspect of you kind of braids itself in. And say like, getting into kind of things like death, right? When someone dies, right, maybe unexpectedly, um, it could be like that there is, it's almost like a practical reason. It's like, so Virgo Pisces rules the spiritual. So the 
the spiritual aspect is Pisces. It's like, oh, we're all one. And then this Virgo is like, but in physical form, there's a practical reason for it all. Sometimes when death happens, it's that there is, it's kind of like there's no more energy that needs to go to this body anymore for whatever mm -hmm. reason. Like it either like it's fulfilled its purpose or this the intention that was used to come into this body could be better utilized somewhere else. So that's like kind of, that's kind of something that I've explored when exploring like death and like how soul souls work. And then our higher self is connected to an oversoul and their oversoul kind of connects you to your soul family. Right. So you ever meet someone and you're just like, Whoa, I am so connected to you. Like I just, I know you, right. It's like, it's, I always say like, I don't believe in love at first sight. I believe that, remembrance at first sight. I remember, I believe in like familiarity at first sight. Um, so the love is good too. For example, mm -hmm. if you are one that believes in like reincarnation, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. you are going to probably be connected to people in your soul family throughout every experience. Is that what you're saying? It, it might be there if physically there, it could be that they're just like spiritually, uh, they're sending you that energy or like supporting you or you guys are together on like a higher plane or in another dimension or in another lifetime. It doesn't have to be so tangible, but it can be for sure. There are, I would say there definitely are people in your soul family present though. There's so much info to like take in and to like figure out, like, especially if you're someone that needs, that needs to like see kind of like a map of this, because this reminds mm -hmm. me, I'm going to actually bring up Game of Thrones again, which is funny because I haven't even really fully watched it. But I remember at the beginning when I was watching the first, um, the first, uh, you know, portion of it, I was like, who the hell is connected to who? And I had to like go online and like, <laughs> Whole, like map of the situation I was like oh I mm -hmm. finally get it and so and this is just reminding me of that and how I'm like I need to like map this out <laughs> this is I actually might have a picture of this <laughs> so here is like I don't even fully understand this but it's kind of like the soul extension so these would be human lives and this would connect to the soul and then the monad I don't know the fully, okay so mm -hmm. tents and teepees like it's oh yeah <laughs> Yes. On this like spiritual journey, right? If you're listening to this, you're probably on a spiritual journey. You can never have enough love for yourself or love for other people and, and patience for yourself on this journey. So if you're looking at astrology, right? Like, and you're looking, trying to see the bad things in yourself or a bad thing in someone else or a bad thing in a celebrity, you're going to find it. But if you look through the lens of love, like this stuff works so much more powerfully. And it's like, if you just anchor into that feeling of love, which you don't have to do 24 seven, but that feeling is like who you are. And that feeling you get is your soul signature. And that's what you're here to express. Well, until next time, check out wildandcreative.com where you can find me as well as a ton of other fun and creative things for you to take part in. Thanks for listening.